stuff. Welcome to episode 16 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is a podcast where I talk to the creators of certified good stuff for kids and families. On this week's show, I talk to Megan and Kristen from Girls Can Crate, and I think that you're going to be as inspired as I was when you hear about what their product is and what they're trying to do. In addition, 4 Plus 1, where we go oldies but goodies, and Dr. Eric clears the air, I mean, clears up some common thoughts and misconceptions about some very windy and gassy Oops, I gave it away on that one. Thanks a lot. Everything that you need that is Good Stuff Kids podcast related can be found at goodstuffpod.com, your home for all things good stuff. Thanks, and we'll talk to you at the end of the show. Four plus one, the top four songs from my Toyota Sienna, plus one that I try to get my kids to listen to. This week it was all about the oldies. Coming in at number four was Splish Splash by Bobby Darin. Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. Yeah. Rubbed up, just relaxing in the tub. Thinking everything was alright. Number three, a song that just about everyone knows, The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Token. Number two is a song that was passed down from generation to generation in my family, from my dad to me, and from me to my kids. It's The Marvelous Toy, and this version is by Peter, Paul, and Mary. When I was just a wee little lad Full of health and joy My father homeward came one night And gave to me a toy And number one is Yakety Yak by The Coasters Take out the papers and the trash Or you don't get no spending cash If you don't scrub that kitchen floor one this week is a song that I used to play in a band, actually in a band, and there's something about the bass and drums in this song that I find to be phenomenal. It's Let Forever Be by the Chemical Brothers. any of the music that you heard today it is all available on apple music amazon or spotify as always support these artists it is uh it is with great uh great pride and, and happiness that i welcome megan and Kristen from girls can crate to the good stuff kids podcast how are you all Hi, good. We're doing great. We're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's really uh, my my honor. So I I found you all as I find uh, some things. I was on Twitter and and uh, you know doing research for the podcast, seeing what was around, and it came up in in a suggested 
like you know they they suggest things for you to for you to follow and so i checked it out and i was like okay <laughs> uh, as the father of two girls i think this is right on and this is the good stuff so um so tell me tell us we know nothing right we know nothing tell us about what girls can create is and how we got to this point yeah, yeah. So Girls Can Create, we are a monthly subscription box company for girls. So basically every single month we put together a box and we deliver it right to your door. And our mission is to inspire girls to be and do anything by introducing them to fearless women who made the world better. And so each month our box celebrates a different fearless woman from history and her accomplishments. Right. But I think what the other thing I think that makes us really unique is not only do we you know, put everything together ourselves. Um, but also we really focus on the character trait that made that woman do what she did. So um, we're not just telling girls, say, hey, there's, here's this woman who did really great things in engineering. Um, but it was really out of her motivation to do something big. Um, so looking at motivation, perseverance, um, you know, being undaunted, like those are the character traits we want our girls to embody and to know that it's not just about doing something. It's really about who you're becoming and like how you can leave your mark on who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, um, we've been around almost a year. It's actually, we've been in, in the planning stages for over a year now, but we launched in September. So we're kind of coming up on our one year anniversary here pretty soon. And there are four of us female founders. So Kristen, myself, and then we also have uh, Monica Goodman and Allison Shore as our other founders. And we all came together wanting to create something to better and, and just inspire girls and help them just recognize their own incredible potential to be just leaders, innovators, and world changers. And so growing up, none of us learned a lot about different women in, in school. Like I remember doing like science, you know, projects with like you know, do a report on a famous scientist and the list was like all men. And I'd be like, where are the women? Like, were there not women scientists? Like, what, right. is, what is that? And, you know, artists. And it was all men in our in a whole unit of art study and things like that. And so I think it really kind of limited what we what we thought was possible for us. And then I had a daughter five years ago and the only toys kind of available for her were like princesses. And so we would, you know, buy some of those because she got into those. And then we'd buy her superheroes too from like, the boys section to try to give her like a little bit more diversity in what she was playing with. And I was watching her one day and I was like, there have to be better things for girls. Like there has to be something that shows her that like real women and real people are just as awesome or more awesome than these, these fake superheroes and fake princesses. And so that was kind of where we started. We're like, we pictured, you know, showing a little girl, Susan B. Anthony in a cape and having little <laughs> girls running around pretending to be a suffragette and like real women are awesome. And, and you have everything that these women had. And so, wanting girls to recognize that and just embrace how awesome they are. Yeah. And then she just kind of invited us along on this journey and here we are. Wow. So, uh, so, so this is actually, um, amazing timing because, you know, in the last week, um, there's been a major, a major event in, in sort of the area that you all are are sort of speaking to. Absolutely. and I remember when I was in second grade, there was a there was a poll, you know, does anyone think there's going to be, you know, and not that we are talking about our political allegiances, not that this is a political <laughs> thing, but I do think that this is a, an amazing moment in history and in time um, yeah. and, and that there's going to be a female running for the Democratic mm-hmm. who got the, you know, she's going to be the Democratic person in, in the election. So. Shout out to HRC and uh, <laughs> it's an amazing time. Um, but that leads me to think about, so who are some of the other uh, inspirational people that you use to, to sort of model your, your stuff after? 
Oh, gosh. Well, so that's what I think has been so incredible for me to be a part of this is, you know, when you think of women in history and what they've done, you think of kind of the same people over and over again. And the more we get into it and the more we do research, you find these women who you've never heard of who have done really cool things. Mm -hmm. And so I think all of them really have been such an inspiration for us. We started with Bessie Coleman, which if you ask people, you know, well, for instance, Mike, do you know who Bessie Coleman was? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the response. And that was my response back last summer. And, you know, she actually was the first um, American to receive an international pilot's license in 1922. But what was so incredible about that, beyond the fact that, you know, people just didn't, women didn't do that, she was also African American. So not only do you have a woman and an African American going after her international pilot's license in a time where we just didn't do that, nobody in America would train her. So she had to go over to France to do it. No one traveled just to France for whatever, you know, and she saved and scrimped and was able to get herself language classes taught and taught herself, herself French. French, you know, and just, I, I mean, I lived in Italy for six years and I don't know if how I could have just gone over and mm-hmm. like try to teach myself Italian and all of this stuff in 1922. So I think what the one thing we've been like learning from all these women, and it's a big kind of, um, you know, word for us that girls can create is that so many of these women were just fearless. And it's not like they never actually got afraid or doubted themselves, but they just like pushed forward and kept going. And these are the women who were like the original trailblazers and who were kind of the first in their field. And they just went for it and overcame like tremendous obstacles. And so we want to teach girls what those obstacles were. So they don't just think like, oh, Bessie wanted to fly and she just went and became a pilot. Like she had to, I mean, years and years and years of struggle and work, but she was just fearless. And then I think what's so cool about some of these women, too, is they were just so themselves. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to tell, teach girls, too, is, like, be yourself. Like, you are awesome, and you have potential being just who you are. And so, yeah. I mean, Bessie Coleman was so different from, like, you know, Florence Nightingale, who grew up in a super affluent family and was expected to be, like, this proper English lady and chose to go to the, you know, the front of the battle zone at the Crimean War. and. And totally changed healthcare and revolutionized healthcare. And she was so different from like Frida Kahlo, who's considered, you know, kind of a subversive almost. Yeah. <laughs> woman who was just totally herself. And, you know, she's so different from, uh, you know, Julia Child, who yeah. became a chef in her 40s and before that worked for the government in these top secret, you know, things yeah. and developed shark repellent. And so yeah. these women are also different, but they were fearless and they were fearless of themselves. And that's what I think inspires yeah. every crate we do is how can we help you be more fearlessly yourself? Yeah. And so not only that, they're inspiring our subscribers, but I think every day they, ins- they continue to inspire us. Like in those moments where you're kind of struggling with, you know, business and trying to figure out where we're going, it's like, no, 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 wait, remember these women? That's why we can do this. That's why we're doing this, right? What would Bessie say? (laughs) Right. Well, that's amazing to have that sort of uh, touch point to to remind you why you're doing what you do. So let's uh, so let's talk about the the crate. Tell me, like the product, and I think it'd be really interesting to hear. um, And I think the best way maybe to frame it is like take one of your fearless women, right? One of the people that you've created around, and and what you know. So I order this for my four and a half year old daughter and what do we get? Yeah. Okay. So let's um, dive into, should we do Florence? Yeah, let's do Florence. Let's do Florence. Uh, call her call flow. our flow crate. Okay. Flow for uh, show. Flow for show. Uh, flow for show. <laughs> flow. She was our December crate last year and we called her the pioneering nurse. Um, mm-hmm. And she was definitely a pioneer, that woman. And so every crate contains, the first thing is a 20-page activity book, the Girls Can Activity Book. Yeah. And the first eight pages of that is a story that we write, that actually Kristen writes. 
about this woman's life. And it's just a fun little story about who she is, what she did. And again, those obstacles she overcame. So girls get to read that first and get to know who she was. And then in that activity book, we also have different experiments and different things you can make. And then just different fun games for girls to kind of get to know her a little bit better. And then other women too, who are in that same Mm -hmm. field, uh, maybe years later, currently. So we talked about that in that, the flow box about like, um, uh, one of the recent attorney generals, I'm sorry, surgeon generals, surgeon generals. And we talked about, you know, the first female doctor and some uh, different really cool medical researchers and what developments they've made and things like that. So girls can kind of see different options for them. Um, then every single crate comes with a, a focus character trait right. and a character trait card. And so for her, it was being a pioneer or kind of being a leader. And what does that look like for girls? And so Every crate, um, I said, has a character card so girls can has her picture and some quick facts about her, but then a space for them to reflect on where they've been a leader or for parents to write to their girl about how they've seen her be a leader. Yeah. Um, we also include a take it for their card for adults. So whoever the grown-up is doing the crate with, with them, uh, there's usually three to five tips about how they can help um, really foster being a leader in their girls based on kind of some research and things like that. Then we have two to three activities that you can talk about what those look like. So for Florence, we always want to do STEAM. So, you know, your science or technology, engineering, art and math, because those are subjects that oftentimes women are, not often, a lot, women are really underrepresented in. And so, for instance, with Florence, we did, which I think is one of my favorite activities, was a body map. So we did like um, brown paper, craft paper, which, you know, or butcher paper you would get. Mm-hmm. And then we had our um, subscribe or little ones get down on the floor and have their parent or whomever trace their body. Um, and then we put in these really cool organs that they could tape down or glue down. And they told what the organs did so they can get like an inside look at their body mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, what that looked like. And then a bacteria, mm-hmm. which sounds really kind of gross when you go around your house swapping <laughs> your door handles to kind of see what's out there. Like, but that was what was so neat about mm-hmm. Florence is before that, which seems so obvious to us, like people were in the medical field not washing their hands. Like, who doesn't wash their hands after having their hands and, you know, who knows where? So she revolutionized saying, hey, maybe everyone's getting sick because they're passing all these germs along. Mm -hmm. So looking at um, growing their own bacteria in their house, like from doorknobs, cell phones, that kind of thing. Um, And then building your own stethoscope out of things that we have lying around the house, you know. And then every single crate, we also want, we also just so believe in just the importance of just play for kids. It's so important for their development just to be creative and play. And so every single crate, crate contains pr- creative play props related to the women's or hers had obviously medical supplies. So it had syringes and bandages. Fake and syringes, I should fake. say. Uh, not, <laughs> no, not, 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 something, not something you just found on the street. Okay, yeah. good, good. We're getting real. Um, <laughs> no, needleless syringes, uh, gloves, bandages, and things like that. So they could just play and they could imagine themselves as one of those women talked about in the yeah. activity book. So every single crate has two to three activities, the woman's story, the activity book, the character card, and creative play props. Yeah. Um, and, and there's real, it sounds like there's real curriculum behind this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned STEAM, um, and, and it sounds like, so this is kind of a two-in-one question. Um, mm-hmm. Do you does, do you put together, like, all of the props, and it sounds like you write the books and all the activities, and uh, so what's, is there, do you all have background in sort of this curriculum creation piece? Yeah, we do. So we all have really different backgrounds, which makes it really fun. Yeah. Um, so I, my master's degree is in curriculum and instruction. Uh, so I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, but then I worked with teachers in K through 12 settings um, after teaching. And so that's kind of a big part of my background. One of our other founders uh, taught 
at the preschool level. Uh, was a preschool teacher, and another one of our founders ran an after-school program for elementary kids. And Kristen yeah. worked at the college level, so we basically have preschool through college kind of nailed down. Locked down. But we've done a lot of research too. So we're still constantly learning like what are the best ways to teach young kids? Like yeah. what are different strategies we can use in a box to get kids to really yeah. learn these lessons the best? Like we right. just, you know, through a lot of reading discovered that it's not just enough to teach girls who this woman is. But like I mentioned, you need to actually teach girls the struggles she faced, and how she overcame them in order for girls to actually be able to find that information useful when they encounter challenges themselves. Right. So we do a lot of research and we reach out to people who are experts in different fields. Yeah. For instance, you know, we did a Temple Grandin box for April for Autism Awareness Month and we reached out to um, a gal who's an expert in autism and she works with special needs kids and we sent her our stuff and said, would you look at it? Um, When we did Nancy Roman, who was just amazing um, and she worked at NASA, Uh, one of our founders has a um, connection at NASA, a woman who's a scientist there and said, hey, would you read what we're doing and take a look at what we're doing and send her a box and had her evaluate and um, just say, are we on the right track? Is this where we should be going with this? And she said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're not a beyond also looking for inspiration yeah. from those around us because I think that's what really helps too is mm-hmm. to get input from other women who are actually doing mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. So like asking an engineer, you know, what kind of training did you find really helpful? Uh, and is there a way we can actually kind of scale that down or adjust that for young girls where they would develop some of the same kind of skills right. and mindsets and, you know, ways of thinking? Right. So it sounds like, um, and, and this is not in the negative, but a lot of work, right? Like <laughs> each, each, of these bo- each of these boxes, and that, that's like a positive and it speaks to your passion for it, but each of these boxes, uh, you're doing research, you're finding experts, you're sending experts your materials, getting feedback, adjusting, editing. Um, so, for, so for example, say that the Temple Grandin box, how long did it take you to go from idea to... <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is like this is important for for listeners to hear, right? So people who are interested in what you do, I, I think it's really important to know how much effort and Absolutely. work you put into this. So how long does it take to go from, you know, hero idea to you know I get it at my house? Yeah, that's really tough. It's really tough to quantify that. I mean, I would say each crate takes about a month to plan, um, and that's just the planning. The- and and yeah. that's like hundreds of hours within that. And so, for example, like I mean, just the research takes anywhere from 10 to 25 to 30 hours. It's just like really, and I think it's not just sitting down and researching, but that part of that is like, you know, thinking about the story and the activities that could connect to her, um, but learning a lot about some of the concepts behind her work and things like that. Um, and then the story writing, you can speak more to how long that takes. That just, it depends on the muse. <laughs> so <laughs> some days that woman, she'll just talk to me and I can just go with it. And other days it's just like, okay, Wangari, I need to hear from you. Where are we going with this? Um, and sometimes I get tripped up because there is just either there's not enough information out there and I have to glean what I can, or there's just this over saturation of information. I'm like, I don't know how to pick all the really, really good parts because everything is so good. I mean, one thing we're really passionate about is sharing the stories of women whose stories haven't been shared. And I think particularly a lot of women of color and their stories. And so like we did a box just on Mary G. Ross, who's the first uh, Native American female engineer. But there are like no books about Mary no. G. Ross. I mean, there's like so limited, inf- such limited information. So that took a lot of like a lot of digging. Um, but I would say, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. each, each crate would definitely take like hundreds of hours divided between the four of us. And so we all kind of play a different role. All four of our founders take a part in designing the activities and testing the activities and making sure they work. 
Um, I do all of our graphics, another Kristen does all of our writing, another does all of our kind of the business side of things, another one does most of our marketing and social media. And so we all kind of play a, a role and then we all wear, you know, a lot of different hats, but it takes a long time. We're getting a lot more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking, it's starting to kind of, we're starting to pick up a lot more uh, steam and starting yeah. to put together a box a lot more quickly than we maybe did in the second month. Sure. Um, I think what's always funny too is, you know, and we box everything ourselves. So everything from start to finish is all us. And then, so there are times where we're in the middle of boxing, we're like, oh my gosh, why did we do a monthly subscription? <laughs> this is insane. And then you finish and you're like, oh, that feels amazing uh-huh. for yeah. two seconds. And then you go, oh wait, here next we go again. <laughs> on to the next one, on to the next one. What's so cool too is it's never, mm-hmm. you never feel like you're not engaged in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think what makes everything so worth it is when we get pictures from parents who are sending us pictures or whatnot from their kids doing what we've sent them or um, their finished product or saying this, you know, my kid's going to do this for Christmas for their family members. It's just, that is what is so rewarding is actually, you know, cause you can sell someone something and you never see that product again, but then to get it, um, feedback that it wasn't just something that our child did. They actually learned from it. They're using these, these tools. Um, that's what's so just so rewarding, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I noticed uh, on the website when people do subscribe, and you can tell us about the how to subscribe and do all that in just a second. But it, it, it's not you're not just uh, collecting proceeds here. You're not just bringing money in, but there you also are are giving back a little bit. Yeah. Um, how how does that work? So that was something we were really passionate about when we started because I feel like there's such a danger in telling girls you can be and do anything without recognizing that it's a lot harder for some girls. You know that um, some girls face significant challenges other girls don't face. And so we wanted to make sure that we were really helping to make our mission a reality by ensuring that all girls had the tools necessary to uh, be able to achieve at the level they deserve or be able to, you know, pursue any opportunity they are passionate about. And so we kind of researched a lot of nonprofits that were doing really cool things to provide girls with tangible resources and things like that. And, and I think we also kind of pulled from our own passions and our own backgrounds and experiences. And so we pick three nonprofits and we give 10% of all of our proceeds to those three nonprofits. And they have to be ones that are working uh, to provide direct services or support for girls. But we invite our subscribers into that, too, because they actually get to choose which of the three mm-hmm. their portion goes to. That's great. And those, we, you know, our plan in the future is to be able to start kind of rotating those nonprofits more so to be able to support other, you know, different nonprofits and things like that throughout the year rather than just kind of a, a static three forever. Um, so currently the three nonprofits that we support, um, one is GEMS, which is, uh, you know, Girls Are Not For Sale, um, Girls Educational Mentoring Services out of New York, and they're the largest service provider for girls who have experienced domestic or minor, domestic minor traffic here in the U.S. Uh, she Heroes, which is basically kind of like a nonprofit version of Girls Can Create. So they kind of um, tell the stories of these different women who have done amazing things and are doing amazing things. And they take those stories into schools and they, they teach them to girls in different schools. And then the last one is Days for Girls. Um, and Days for Girls, they provide hygiene products for girls in Africa who are missing a week of school a month because of uh, their menstrual cycle. They provide the materials that girls need to be able to stay in school all year long. Amazing. Well, that's yeah. uh, it's incredible for you all to be so so conscious to to want to give back and not and 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 you know putting your money where your mouth is essentially and that's great. And I also want to uh, um, your the blog your blog on your site like that's not just like a blog like hey new crate coming up but you guys really use that as a platform to to yeah. share and to give your opinions and thoughts and feelings. So everyone yeah. should check that out as well. Oh. 
Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, and that's my baby. And I have a lot more that I want to do with it. So <laughs> hopefully see that, you know, more cool. and more. Um, and I'm always uh, shameless plug looking <laughs> for contributors. So, oh yeah. Okay. You know, I'm willing to talk to anybody who's got an idea because we just want to be a part of a community. That's mm-hmm. what we want to build. We, uh-huh. I'm, you know, working in co- with college students for 14 years. I'm passionate about building community. Mm-hmm. And I would say the rest of um, the ladies I work with are the same. And so we want to hear from other people and have input and um, just share, just share. Great. So that's yeah. really great. Um, so tell us how does a, how does a subscription work for, for a girls can create? What, what do I do? Yeah, so you go to our website, girlscancrate.com, and it's crate, like a shipping crate, C-R-A-T-E, and you click on the, you know, join tab and the subscribe tab, and you have a choice. You can subscribe month to month, so it starts at $29.95 a month, and that just, you know, you can cancel at any time, and you can pause at any time, so all of a sudden you're like, I've gotten backed up, or it's a busy time in my life, you can pause, or if you already know a lot about the woman that who's coming up, you can pause anytime. Um, but if you want to do a little extra savings, you can um, subscribe for a you know three month plan, a six month plan, or a twelve month plan. And so twelve month plans are um, twenty five ninety five, and so there's a, a bit of a savings there. And um, every single month, you know everyone everyone gets the same crate every single month, and you can you have total control over your account, so you can make any adjustments you want to at any time. You can give them as gifts; they're great gifts. We have yeah. single crates available in our our shop if you want to just give a single get uh, you know gift crate and not subscribe. And that's how it works. And it's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, who doesn't love mail? Yeah. Who doesn't love yeah. packages? Oh my totally. gosh. We don't do that anymore, right? All right. that comes to my house now is all junk. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Get a legitimate piece of mail. It's so exciting. And yeah. I can imagine, I mean, remember when you were four and eight years old, getting your box in your name. That's the other thing is, you know, the parents have their, whomever is giving the gift or whatever, has the opportunity to put the child's name on it. So, you know, if I at four years old got a box for myself, oh my gosh, it would have been yeah. like, Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about what the involvement level you all imagine for parents when mm-hmm. they when the crate comes. What yeah. what yeah, tell me about it. So our crates are designed for girls four to eight. So obviously there's a big difference between a four-year-old and an eight-year-old on what they can do independently. And so I mean I think our our vision is that it would be something that parents would do alongside of their kids because we think that parents should learn about these women just as much as their kids should. And and as a mom, it's like I want to learn about these women too, and I want to learn what they did, and I want to have great conversations with my kids about these women. And so, like in our Maya Angelou box, oh, we yeah. provided some really great kind of a framework for how parents can talk to their kids about racism and what does that look like, and what does privilege look like, and how do we, you know, how can we stand up for other people, and how can we be allies with other people, and things like that, or or how can we, you know, teach our kids about these these big issues that they're going to have to help be problem solvers around and help fix. And so we, we really kind of envision our parents um, needing to be, wanting to be and needing to be a little more hands-on with our crates. Certainly an eight-year-old, I think, could take all of our activities and do them all on their own. Uh, a four-year-old would need a lot more hands-on guidance, particularly my four-year-old is easily, or five-year-old now, who's easily distracted and also <laughs> likes to make a lot of messes and kind of go totally on her own path. Um, so definitely some parental guidance and parental kind of hands-on support uh, but we think that's the fun part is that yeah. a lot of the feedback we get from parents is that it's such a great, uh, just quality time thing they can do with their kids every month. And it leads to such great conversation. So that's yeah. something that we're kind of hoping parents can great. embrace. Great. Yeah. Great. Got it. Um, so you mentioned your website. Mm-hmm. Um, Girlscancrate.com. Girlscancrate.com. <laughs> and you have the Facebook and the Twitter and Instagram and, and all of that is sort of findable from your website. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So as they, uh, 
as a father of two little girls, two and a half and four and a half, I thank you so much on behalf of all the parents of girls uh, for for really being really thoughtful and really caring and, and really having a, a truly like a really solid mission and uh, and a solid product. So thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Megan and Kristen, for your time on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. And uh, and we will uh, hopefully we'll catch up sometime soon. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks so Thanks, much, Mike. Mike. Thank okay. you for what you're doing. Yeah, for what you're doing. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Paging Dr. Eric. Paging Dr. Eric. You are needed at the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Dr. Eric, it's uh, it's the weekend, and I have a very important question for you from a four-and-a-half-year-old Good Stuff Kids podcast listener. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Technically, and I'm going to read this word for word, I think that um, – the language used is a little uh, a little advanced, but I think what together we'll be able to decipher the meaning. And um, this four and a half year old wants to know why do booties fart? Wow! Mm-hmm. Why do booties fart? Yeah, like this is this is a question for the ages. Yeah, this is sort of the one we've been waiting for in a way too. I would say. I have. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, always. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. So does this four and a half year old happen to live in your house? Um, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-huh. And, and there's, is there a good amount of conversation in your house that goes on around this particular topic? Um, there, shockingly, is a fair amount. And it's getting more... Um, it's becoming more of a subject of conversation as my six and a half year old starts to understand the, the, um, one of the fundamental golden rules of life, which is that farts equal funny. It's true. Yeah. That, that will never change ever. At least, at least for him, maybe for your girls. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) So the question is why do booties fart? Yeah. Yes. Well, the, I mean, the truth of the matter is that as much as you know, some people we may know try to act as civilized as possible. Everyone does this. Everyone farts. Hold on a second. Every person? The the Queen of England. Really? Yes. She's probably been farting a lot this week with Brexit and all of that going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, probably. <laughs> very topical. <laughs> it's very topical. Absolutely. But, you know, anxiety sometimes can make you fart. <laughs> Uh, but yes, so everyone is subject to this and there's, there's primarily two major things that cause us to fart. Okay. One Mm -hmm. is something we can't control at all, which makes perfect sense. It's just the swallowing of air. Really? Yeah. We all swallow air inadvertently and it's got to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it goes down into our stomach, down through those tubes, those intestines, and it's eventually going to come out the other side with a fart. Now, interestingly enough, these swallow air farts don't smell. Really? Because they're just air. Uh huh. It's the other type of fart. So type that, type two farts. Type two that causes detonating effects. <laughs> Those are the farts that are due to the foods that we eat. Okay, this is what this is interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So when foods are broken down inside of our bodies in those tubes called intestines, these reactions occur and gases get released. Okay. And there can be different types of gases. And some of those, these gases are stinkier than others. Mm -hmm. 
And it's when those gases are released that we have our stinkier farts. Uh-huh. And there are certain foods that are more prone to causing more gas as well as stinkier gas. Well, what is a uh, what's an example of a stinker, a stinker food? Well, I mean, there there was a song or a poem or of some sort written about this in uh-huh. in in ancient folklore, I believe. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Something about legumes or or beans. Oh, beans! The musical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now it's yes. becoming clear. Okay. Yes. So interestingly enough, it's often some of the more healthy things that we eat that may lead to this uh, noxious release. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. So you know, I mean, if someone is making the room smelly, it may be just an effect of them having a wonderfully healthy diet and should be congratulated. <laughs> oh, so you heard it here first, Good Stuff Kids podcast <laughs> listeners. If you or someone you know is stinky, they should be congratulated for having healthy eating habits. Potentially, but there are also some not healthy foods, like you know, some spicy things. Like if you eat a lot of chicken wings that uh-huh. we we both love, uh-huh. you know, those kind of things uh, can also disrupt the system and cause some you know unpleasant outbursts. <laughs> As well, so it's not all healthy things. You uh-huh. know, there's there's all different types of things that can cause uh, a room to be cleared by an unpleasant smell. Uh, but it should be noted that there are some very healthy things that can cause this issue. Great. So, so medically speaking, I'm sure that you've had someone come into your office with this issue um, when they they've been sleeping for a long time. <laughs> I don't even know if I can be able to see. They've been sleeping for a long time and and they wake up and and their fart is more propulsive than than ever thought possible. Why is it that like what would potentially be called the morning trumpet be so much more powerful than at other times of the day? Hmm, that's a very interesting question. I mean, I imagine just, you know, the gas would be building up inside. And, you know, it just required your body to have a little bit of movement to allow it to release because when we move, it makes our bowels move. That's why people, if sometimes if they're sick in bed for a long time, then they don't go to the bathroom or don't have any gas. So sometimes you just need that movement to let it all come out. So maybe that's oh, what's happening in the morning. Oh, that, that explains so much. Well, Dr. Eric, I really do feel like I now understand and can pass on this information about why booties fart. So um, while, while I have you on the line, um, are you doing anything particularly special this evening? I am. I'm going to see uh, someone with who also has a medical problem, a broken foot. Oh. This is Axl Rose in concert tonight with Guns N' Roses. Ooh, so maybe next time we talk, we can talk a little bit about what happens with broken bones and how they heal. And we'll call it um, maybe like how Axel fixed himself. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, when they play You Could Be Mine and the fireworks are going crazy, think about Mr. Good Stuff. I sure will. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Eric. Thank you, Mike. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> 
And that's going to do it for episode 16. I want to thank Megan and Kristen again. I hope you are as inspired by them and what they're trying to do as I was. Thanks to Dr. Eric and thanks to all of you, the listeners. If you would be so kind as to go to iTunes, rate, maybe give a review and comment, it would mean a tremendous amount. Until next week, see ya. Stuff.